Welcome back to the Running in Circles podcast. I'm your host, Zach Hamilton, and today I'm joined by the one and only Osama El-Bushevi. Osama currently runs for Angeles State University and just opened up his outdoor season with a huge race. He ran a PR of 145.31 to win the Texas Relays 800 and beat Olympian Bryce Hopple and the indoor D1 800 champion in the process. He also ran a time that is the second fastest 800 ever by a D2 runner. During this conversation, we discuss his fasting and how long he has been doing it, his start in the sport, his training during COVID in Morocco, and of course, wrap it up with some funny would you rather questions. A quick note before we get into the episode, the audio cuts out a few times for a couple seconds, but quickly comes back and I still think it's a great episode, despite the technical difficulties. So if you do enjoy the episode, please leave a five-star review and follow the podcast so you don't miss out on any new episodes. But without further ado, please enjoy my conversation with the one and only Osama El-Bushabi. So welcome to the podcast. First question, you had a big race recently at the Texas Relays. So what was, uh, what's your favorite post-race meal and what was the post-race meal after that race? Actually, in this because the I'm fasting. You know, you know what is fasting means? Uh, yeah, yeah. You're going without food. Yes, exactly. So uh, we're not normally eating anything. Just, just liquids. If you eat something, just liquids to have some energy, but no food. Interesting. How, so how long are you doing that? For a month, and uh, before month. racing in Texas relays, uh, I did it for like 15 days before. I started for 15 days before. Wow, awesome. That's that's really cool. So yeah. I guess I wasn't going to ask you this, but now that you bring it up, so how was, did that like kind of affect you when you were racing or did you how did the energy feel? Well, to uh, be during... honest, to be honest, like e- either me or all of my friends back home, like we all feel even better when we are fasting, like most of us run their PBs, and when when we were fasting, like last year, I had a friend. He was also the world lead last year in the 800. He was uh, in running with Texas Tech, and he break his record, and he set the world lead lead of uh, one minute 43. And he's fasting. He was fasting too. Wow, that's awesome! Yeah, that's wild. Feel so- good, and you your body gets clean because whenever you you're not eating food uh, like for for a while like your body cleans itself from all the chemicals and stuff and bad stuff so you're running clean yeah that's awesome so i'd love to kind of ask like just kind of the further meaning into it is it like health benefits or is it kind of religious that you're doing it's both it's it's religious stuff but it it's for your own health too awesome awesome that's very cool. cool so going back to the very beginning of your running career who or what got you started with running? Actually, it's my brother. Actually, so when 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 I was like maybe twelve or thirteen, he he took me first time to 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 the stadium, and uh, I started as a long distance runner. Uh, the my coach was giving me like three k repeats, two k repeats, and I hated that. So I just I was there like for uh, I trained month or two and i went out so i stopped uh, running at all like immediately uh, like uh, for good then like when i turned like 17 or 18 <laughs> then I track mm. then i went back again to 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 start doing i was doing uh, 
200 and the 400 meters. Mm, very cool. So basically, you can say that I start at 17. Mm. So I'm yeah. interested. And in, uh, I know some people like their their racing is their favorite part. Or training is their favorite part. Some people will kind of like as a means to an end. They'll like train really hard because they love racing so much. But are you more yeah. of like you love process or do you like really love racing? Like which one uh, are you? To be honest, like back home, we the uh, races. So like in the whole year. We can compete for maximum six or five meets in the whole year. When I when I say the whole year, I mean the whole year, like the whole season, just six races and nothing. Like it's nothing. Like to 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 improve in a, you have to to compete for a while. Like so you can correct mistakes that you you're you're still having in your discipline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Were you naturally talented at running when you first started? I know you mentioned you kind of quit it for a little bit. Were you naturally talented or how long did that progression take? So actually, eight, I don't know what to say because so let me get, go back to when I just started. So I started at 17 and I was doing just the 200 and the 400 meters. I was running like uh, 49 seconds, 48, so I was doing that for like till I'm maybe 20, 21, I think. Till I'm, I was doing just the 400. So I was doing just sprint workout and that's it. But when I came here to the US, my, my coach will try the eight for a run race. I didn't work out for it. It was just like with my 400 workout. So I try myself in it and I run one minute 52. Then we realize that this is what we're going to do from, from that time. So before I come here to the U.S., I run only three 800 meters like in my life, like just three. Like uh, the first one, one minute 52, 150, and the third one, 140. Then I come here directly after 147. Wow, but, that's awesome. But uh, because I wasn't eligible, just to, I had just to work out for a whole year here in Angelo State. So I was just working out for a, for a whole year without competitions, just work out, work out, work out. It was, it was so bad. Yeah. So I believe you were born in Morocco and you were, you were kind of talking about it there. Yeah. Can you elaborate on when you came over to the U.S.? And also, were you saying that you were uh, back home there? And yeah, just kind of can you elaborate on that? So, so whenever I I came here, like, uh, to, like w- my coach was uh, was not giving me like some hard workout. We because we just had to keep our form, you know, because we have a whole year without competitions, like uh, cross country season and uh, indoor and outdoor season. Like I'm not eligible to compete, so we were just our form, try to to work on stuff that I'm still uh, needing. That's it. So whenever the the year finished, whenever the didn't start i was already ready like i've started this season i started my indoor season one minute 52 i think that was my first indoor ever because back home we don't have in so that 152 i i think i went the same pace as back home but it's indoor so i start with one minute 52 I can't remember. It's even 51 or 50, then 47. It's the same pace that I went with back home. 
how much uh how do you visit it all when uh morocco anymore and do you, do you miss it when you're here in the states yeah actually so i don't have the morocco just like once a year just one I don't get to see my family until the end of the year. Like last time I went there in December. Mm. Had to work out also on my endurance because I felt like I need some endurance. So whenever I went back, I was uh, training with my coach here and also with my coach back home. Working out like two times per day because I feel like I really needed that endurance. I felt good speed-wise, but I really needed endurance. That's why like uh, I had to work hard like on on that month when I was back home. Mm, awesome. Uh like you mentioned before, you go to Angela State University. So what drew you there first and sparked your interest that made you want to go there? Uh actually the I and when I was talking with my coach and some some other friends, they told me that a, they have a good weather in here and good team, good coach and and that. So I had like I had that time I had like three or four offers from other schools, but I think that Angelos for me and also my brother was the one who encouraged me to to choose Angelos State, so I stayed to Angelos State. Mm-hmm. It's a D two school, and I know kind of the typical like stigma, I guess, is that like the faster people go to D one schools, and obviously, obviously, I'm sure yeah. you're fast enough yeah. to go D. But did that I'm, affect I'm, you? Uh, I'm fast enough, but I wasn't eligible to compete. So uh, I wasn't even eligible to go to D1. That's why. Mm, interesting. What has it felt like to go to that D2 school and kind of obviously prove that even though you didn't go D1, you have what it takes to be fast and, uh, yeah, just kind of prove people wrong, I guess. So, like, the the advice that I can say that is – working out that is doing track and field like any distance any discipline if you don't believe the process you can never improve like you should believe in your coach believe in the program the training program that you're working with and you will definitely improve but if you're not believing in it and you're doing whatever i don't think you can improve because it's there's a big part mentally uh, mental big part mm-hmm. Is going pro something that's on your radar right now? or Of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. Like going pro is the goal, is the main goal. Mm. And then what, what year are you right now, Angela State? This is, this is my second year. Like last year I didn't compete, but uh, that was my first year in school. So I'm a sophomore right now. Mm. And what are you studying there at Angela State? I'm studying kinesiology, majoring in kinesiology. Mm. And then would that ever be something like maybe even after your professional career that you might like to pursue? So for the moment, like I'm thinking about even college coaching or physical therapy. Mm. Do you have any favorite professional runners or just people that you look that you have looked up to or that you currently do that really inspire I, you? I like uh, Donovan Brazier and I like also David Radisha on the eighth. Definitely, yeah. There, there yeah. are some guys. So yeah. the Texas just happened, which was like a huge race for you, where you ran yeah. one five point three one three one, and you beat professional runner Bryce Hopple. Yeah. And I also yeah. believe you beat the D one indoor eight hundred champ, if I'm my info yeah. is yeah. correct. Yeah. And 
second fastest uh, 800 ever run by D2 runners. So how does that feel just now that you've had time to process it? What are the overall p- post-race thoughts? It really feels great, but actually, to be honest, like I was aiming one minute 44 that day. So I was satisfied by 145, but not 100% satisfied because I felt like that day I could run 144 or even 143, but we'll, we'll do it next, next meet. Mm-hmm. And then I guess going off that, I was going to ask you kind of what your expectations were, but you answered that. So what race is next for you? To be honest, like right now, I still don't know, but my coach told me that we we will aim for some big meets before our conference and uh, nationals. So we'll see. And then, like we've talked about kind of a few questions ago, your fastest 800 in like 2019 was 152.99 and then now 145. So just that's obviously a huge progression. So what do you kind of yeah. attribute uh, that big progression to? So how dedication, uh, eating healthy, sleeping early, doing whatever it takes, like doing the like pushing yourself to the limits, doing whatever your coach is giving you, and not cheating in the workout. Like I try to to challenge my coach, give us like a hard workout. Try my best to to finish it, and with the best times. Like if he told me to run. A certain time in a certain distance, I will try to hit that time or faster. Like I don't accept running slower than the the, the pace. Mm. And I wanted to ask you kind of about if you felt like COVID played a role in your training at all, because I know it benefited some people's training, and then it threw others off completely because it kind of messed with everybody's season. And some yeah. people them get to a better place for like the Olympic year. But how do you feel like that had an impact on you? So. Uh, something you need to know is in COVID year, I was back home. I was back home. I still didn't come here yet. And it was really, really hard for me because uh, back home in COVID time, like uh, people are not allowed to go out of their houses. So I couldn't go anywhere. Like I had to stay in my house. So what I was doing is whenever I have like gym workout, I just work in the house. I do whatever. I left anything in the house. You understand what I mean? Mm, yeah, definitely. I was going out. I was going out of my house at four and five a.m. I was just sneaking in, sneaking out, like uh, to do whatever, a long run or whatever. So that this was my COVID. Like my COVID year was like this. And if the police caught me when I was running out, I would go to jail for that. Wow, <laughs> it was really hard. Like I was running. And in the same time, I was like careful from police if because I was like because I'm already wearing my running clothes. So if I see a police officer or something, I run the fastest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, glad you glad you made it through it. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> what advice would you give to young athletes uh, who want to continue to see success at running and maybe eventually running college or at the highest level of professional yeah. running? My first advice is be patient, like work hard, do whatever it takes, patient, because results won't come in one day, especially you have to wait, you have to wait, like work out and wait, work out and wait and believe in, in, 
your coach and your training program and your uh, colleagues also and help each other. And the other thing is trust yourself. Trust yourself because if you didn't trust you that you can achieve whatever you're dreaming of, I don't think you can reach anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and do your best, of course. Like in the workout and the race, do your best, and don't look back. Awesome. Yeah, I love that advice. So one day, a long time from now, when you retire and hang up the spikes, what do you want people to remember about you when they hear your name? Actually, I'm so glad that you mentioned this because when I first came to to here to Angelo State, I was always walking. Uh, and next to our track and i see the the people who already break school records and division records and stuff on the board and i was always like i was always saying in my head like i need my name to be here on this board you know i need to see my name at the end of the year in here i need to leave some legacy in here in school and it's the same thing in the world like i want to leave like uh, a mark why not break in a world record or whatever? I want to be, like, special. Well, yeah, I love the attitude. What are some of your hobbies that bring you joy outside of running and that you like to do when you're not running? Mm, I like basketball. Also, we have back home soccer. Soccer is famous back home. I like playing soccer, too. To try, like, a ball, but it looks uh, hard. Then the, you can... Uh, uh, injured like really easily yeah yeah definitely can uh can end a career yeah. what's your go-to pre-race meal so uh, uh now like uh, let me tell you my normal my normal eating habits before like if i'm not fasting so if i'm not fasting i also don't eat a while before my race like, i have a slow stomach so the minimum time i can stop eating before race is six to seven hours so for my race i don't eat anything just drinking liquids that that's all i'm doing i like to run with a, a light stomach so i can eat whatever like just some vegetables and some fruits something really light because especially in the race day i don't need to to my stomach to bother me to be light mm-hmm. yeah cool cool yeah what would you say is the number one thing on your bucket list destination or activity wise uh for now first goal is to hit the world championship standard for the uh, for the 800 meters and uh, I'd like to compete. I would like uh, after that to go to to go pro and to compete in big meetings like Diamond League and stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. And do you have any uh, like stuff outside of running that you might want to go do? Like, uh, like the go to one normally is like people say like skydiving or something, but stuff like that or like uh, cool places. Uh, I've never tried skydiving. But if I had the chance to, I would. I would definitely do. Yeah. I like. Anything that has action, anything that I will move in, like I like all kind of sports, like anything that that is related to sports, I'm down for it. And like also like watching movies and stuff, I'm open to everything. Awesome. Yeah. What's your or most embarrassing training or race story that's happened to you? 
So I would say back home. I would go back home. So one day, let me see. Like we had some work out. Like I think, and we were fasting. We were fasting too. Had like three six hundred, then maybe two four hundred, and maybe one three hundred, and with the fast pace like I can't remember but they were all with fast pace like that day I felt some acid that, that I've never felt before I was dying like after I finished my workout me and my friends like we were all laying down on track and we couldn't stand like our coach was trying to to make us stand up but we, we just we were just dead like Dang. he was talking to us but we couldn't even respond to him we're, we're literally dead and that wow. was the hardest workout I've ever done in my whole life. And like we, we had also like short, short rest, like maybe two minutes, minutes and a half. So that was that was really hard and really embarrassing because other athletes in track they were looking at us. We we're laying down in track just like <laughs> that. Yeah, it sounds insane. So yeah. moving on from would you rather questions to finish up the episode first up would you rather have a hamster sized dog or a dog sized hamster <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I would choose a hamster sized dog <laughs> are you a, are you a dog person or a cat person would you say I like them both, but I'm a little bit afraid of dogs. So, uh, mm. but I like dogs. I like I like having a dog. Yeah, I'd probably agree with your answer. I think a dog-sized hamster would be pretty, pretty terrifying. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly, exactly. Yeah. That's why I will stick with the <laughs> hamster-sized. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Sure. Would you rather have spaghetti for hair or sweat mayonnaise? Mm. <laughs> this one is really hard like yeah i would go with spaghetti for hairs <laughs> yeah that would be that'd be interesting rocking it on the track but yeah that's a funny one it's a little bit it's a the the sweat minus is a little bit the uh, how we say it? disgusting <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah. Would you rather have a head the size of a tennis ball or the size of a watermelon? Um, I would go for um, watermelon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, tennis. Like a, like a decent, yeah. like a decent size watermelon. <laughs> yeah, wa- watermelons too. Like I feel like it, it wouldn't be too much bigger than like your normal head, but tennis ball that would be. Feel really it's awesome. so small, yeah. It's so small. It would be funny. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me and come on the podcast today. I think that's all I've got for you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Running in Circles. If you enjoyed it, please leave a five-star review wherever you're listening and follow the podcast so you don't miss out on any future episodes. You can also follow the podcast Instagram over at runningincircles.podcast so that you don't miss out on any running news or future podcast. With that being said, I'm your host, Zach Hamilton, and I'll see you next time on Running in Circles.